What's up, everybody? This is Trey Cornwell, and you are listening to the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cornwell, and obviously, as you can tell, I'm all alone, sadly. I haven't been with John Calvin for... Oh, it feels like about a month now, and I miss him dearly, Um, but I want to give a great shout-out to John Calvin. He's doing a fantastic job, Um, and you know what? I want to give John Calvin a little bit of honor because he's the one that deals with all the sound. He's the one that deals with all the equipment. He's the one that edits, puts it together, posts it. This is really his podcast, and I'm just uh, more or less someone he can talk to on it, so... I'm thankful that John Calvin allows me to sit with him and go through this awesome podcast. It's been a life-changing experience, and I'm just so looking forward to where uh, the future of the Steadfast Devotion podcast goes. Um, Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all podcasting platforms. Uh, Not only that, but let us know what you think about merch, because I believe that John Calvin just dropped the Steadfast Devotion merch. Also, before we get started, I want to make a quick shout out to the Uplifting Podcast with Nathan Beeler and the Search for Truth Podcast with Brother Dusty Young. Today on this Fiery Five, we are going to be discussing the topic, the season of temptation. My question for you today is simple. What is temptation and where did it come from? In Genesis chapter 3, we find the origin of temptation. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. From this passage, or from this scripture, We know that temptation will always contradict the Word of God. Temptation will always contradict what you think is right. Temptation, according to the Webster Dictionary, it says it is something that you are wanting or something that you desire, and you will be completely bothered, you will be, your mind will go crazy places. It says it's the act of tempting or the state of being tempted, especially to evil. And the synonym is enticement, or in other words, luring or fill in the blank. You can always know that in the time of temptation, you will find one person, and that is the devil. The Bible says that God does not tempt. He is not a tempter of man. He does not tempt us. So anytime we are tempted, we can just automatically assume that the devil is trying to attack us. And we see that the devil uses temptation as a weapon to get 
men and women to fall out of relationship with the almighty God. And we find in verse six, it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. The Bible says the serpent was more subtle than any other beast in the field. And he understood that man had not yet been tempted. So he decided to use temptation as a device to get man outside of the will of God. I want to take you also to Luke chapter 4. And here is a famous scripture, a famous passage of the Christ also being tempted. And verse four, it says in Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned into Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. That's chapter four and verse number one. And verse number two says being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the day the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it may be bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up to the high mountain, showed him all of the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whosoever I will, I will give it. And verse 7 says, If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written that thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Notice when temptation comes, Jesus calls him out by name, Satan, get thee behind me. Skipping down to verse 12. He is tempted again by Satan, and Jesus answers and says, It is said that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the, div- the devil had ended all the temptation, the Bible says in verse 13, He departed from him for a season. We all go through seasons of temptation. We all go through seasons in life where our flesh can come a lot stronger than we intended it for it to become. And in these seasons, a biblical principle that Jesus teaches us is to fast. When you fast, you are weakening the fleshly man and you are strengthening the spiritual man. I heard a saying one time, it says, a man is made up of two different things, an evil beast and a good beast. And whichever one you feed is the one that wins. So we know that in a season of temptation, the Bible instructs us to fast. And I noticed that when Jesus was in his weakest moment in his ministry, he was tempted to to reveal his true deity. If God would have showed his true deity in that time and would have casted the legion of angels to catch him when he was casted off the mountain, the angels would have never left his side. So Jesus was not tempted by bread. He was not tempted uh, by anything else besides the fact that to, to reveal 
his deity, but it was not the time yet. So Jesus rebukes him and says, Satan, get thee behind me. Even our Savior was tempted. He was tempted like all men, but the Bible says, yet he was without sin. And I've come to encourage somebody today that seems as if they may be going through a season of temptation. I've come to tell you that we are all tempted and we are all unperfect. The Bible says that all have sinned and have fallen of the uh, have fallen short of the glory of God. So I've come to tell you today that your mistake is not a failure. It's only a lesson. In James chapter 1, it says that the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, he says, greetings. And James writes in verse number 2, my brethren, he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And skipping down to verse number 12, it says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So I begin to ask myself, why does James write to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations? And I'm going to leave it with this note that the reason why James writes in James chapter 1 and verse 2 to count it all joy is because James understands that when you are tempted and when you are being tempted, it simply means that the devil does not have you yet. If you're being tempted by the devil, it's because you haven't lost your battle. If you're being tempted by Satan, it's because you're worth it. We are all going to go through seasons of temptation, but Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, because what it's doing is it is trying your faith. And we know that fake faith or faith worketh by patience. So I've come to tell you today that in your weakest moments is when you will see your greatest breakthrough. I hope you enjoyed this fiery five today on the Steadfast Devotion podcast. Make sure you leave a like and review our podcasting platforms. It's able to allow us to spread the word more broad. And I've got three very special words that I want to end this podcast off. But before I say those three words, I want to let you know that it's time to hashtag trend the word. So many people are trending the world and not enough people are trending the word. I want to leave you off with threes, with these three very special words, and they're very simple words. You have purpose. See you guys.